Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today is a bit of a history lesson, a recent history lesson about the Timberwolves and their defense in the context of how good the Wolves defense has been. Plus, what is the profile of recent quote-unquote final four teams, teams that went to the conference finals in the NBA? How many of them are top flight defensive teams? How many of them are offensive teams? I want to break that down and, and kind of look at where the Wolves in 2024 may fit uh, into that list of teams. It's all upcoming. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Hump Day. And uh, today's a a bit of a different show. It's the All-Star break. I wanted to take a, a full step back and look at the big picture of recent conference finals teams and by recent I mean the last 10 years it's admittedly a little arbitrary but it kind of captures uh the beginning of kind of sort of the 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 end of the beginning of the the three-point revolution right um going back a decade so I want to dig into that a bit I did I did quite a bit of, of research about um what final four teams look like in the NBA what conference finals teams look like and where the 2024 wolves kind of fit into that landscape. So we'll do all that here on the show today. A big thank you off the top for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. This show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can also watch the show on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on X at Lockdown T-Wolves and also at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right. So here's how here's how we're going to do this. Um. I'm gonna. I, I went back ten years. I looked at where the conference finalists for the past decade. This, so this is going back to the 2013-14 uh, season. The conference finalists from each year. So 40 teams in total. How many of them finished in the top ten in offense and not in the top ten in defense? Flip it. How many were in the top ten in defense and not in offense? And uh, you know how many were in the top ten in both? Obviously, and then also like. For those top, also the flip side of that is how did the top defenses fare in each of those years? Essentially, how many times in the last ten years was the number one defense in the final four? So all those are questions we're going to answer today. And then there's, I'll call it three teams that loosely fit the the. I don't want to say the full profile of this year's Timberwolves, but at least in terms of a of a reliance on defense and a middle-of-the-pack offense. Which the caveat here, of course, is the Wolves' offense has looked much much better here of late. And uh, I mean, like, it, it just, I, what was the stat I had the other day? Since January 1st, I think they're like a, a top, I think they're 12th in offense or something like that, offensive efficiency. Um, we talked about that the other day on the show. So clearly the offense has been improving. We'll see what, you know, eight days off does to it uh, come Friday against the Bucks. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a, a pretty interesting exercise. So let's start here. Over the last 10 years, of course, there's been 40 teams that have gone to the conference finals. So this goes back to the 2013-14 uh, season, which is a really long time ago when you, re- when you really think about it. Um, 
which was the year that the your final four were the Spurs, Heat, Pacers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was this is this was real trippy, by the way, going back like remembering all the things that trigger like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened in that season. Like the Thunder made the made the conference finals twice in four years or excuse me, twice in twice in three years in 14 and in 16. 2014 was the year that the Spurs beat the Thunder in the conference finals. The Heat beat the Pacers in the Eastern Conference finals. Then the Spurs beat the Heat um, four to one, which was the uh, the um, well, I think it was. Was it the last time the Spurs won the championship? I think it was. Uh, they were in the final four again in 2017. But anyway. So 2000, going back to 2014, there's been 40 teams, obviously, in the conference finals. 22 times. So 22 of the 40 teams have featured a team that was in the top 10 in offense in the regular season and in the top 10 in defense. So obviously, these are regular season efficiency stats. And I should also mention, I'm using cleaning the glass for this, not basketball reference. I always want to give the the context there. Cleaning the glass takes out garbage time possessions and end of quarter heaves. So a lot of times it's one or two slots here and there in terms of ranking, but it's just overall more consistent and it's cleaner. It's more accurate for this season because we can all remember, especially like think about the Wolves, how many garbage time games they've had recently where the defense has sloughed off a little bit. Uh, it's, you know, it, it does make a little bit of a difference. So um, I'm using cleaning the glass. So 22 of the last 40 conference finalists have been in the top 10 in both, which makes sense. And actually, I was a little surprised it wasn't a higher number. 11 times, it's been a team that's been in the top 10 in offense in the regular season and not in defense. Okay? And most, of, and, and I'll, I'll provide a little more color here in a second, but most of the time, this means it's the middle of the pack defense, right? Not like a, a terrible defense, although there are a couple exceptions. Just seven times out of 40 has it been a top 10 defense and not a top 10 offense in the last 10 years. However, this is an important an important, however, for Timberwolves fans. Of those seven times, four of them have come in the last two years before this one. Okay? So let me say that again. Seven of the last 40 conference finalists, only seven of the last 40 conference finalists have been in the top 10 in defense of the regular season and not in the top 10 in offense. But four of those seven have happened in the last two years. Last year, it was the Miami Heat who were seventh in defensive efficiency in the regular season and 25th in offense and obviously just had an incredible postseason run that abruptly came to an end. Uh, And then two years ago, in in 2022, you had the Golden State Warriors who finished second in defensive efficiency and 17th in offensive efficiency. Okay, the, that believe it or not, two years ago the Warriors were just 17th in offensive efficiency. Remember that was a year, uh, the year obviously when they won the title, and they before the season that was the year when people were predicting the downfall. I didn't think they'd have that great of a year. They ended up winning the title with the second ranked defense, but only the 17th ranked offense in the regular season. And then also in 2022, you had Miami who was fourth in defense defensive efficiency and 11th in offense. And Dallas, who was 8th in defense and 12th in offense. So less of a variance there or less of a, a gap, I guess. Um, so, oh, and by the way, the fourth finalist in 2022 is Boston, who is number 1 in defense and number 10 in offense. So I'm using that arbitrary cutoff of 1 through 10 and 11 through 20 and 21 through 30. Um, but the other way to look at this is all four conference finalists in 2022 had top eight defenses and offenses that did not rank in the top nine which is pretty unusual. And the only time that, I mean, well, obviously it's unusual. It's the only time it happened in the last 10 years. Okay, so again, four of the seven instances in the last decade 
where a team has had a top 10 defense and not a top 10 offense happened in the last two years. Three of them happened in 2022 and narrowly missed a fourth. And then last year, Miami. So Miami was in it the last two years with that. Um, I guess you could say that profile. It's pretty significant. There's been a bit of a, um, I don't want to call it a defensive revolution with the pace of the games being played out of the scores of the games. And also, I know the All-Star game is the All-Star game, but still coming off of 200 plus points being scored. It feels silly to say it, but it's true. And it's because these teams are, it, it's it's the same thing. And I, I, I hesitate to get too like big picture convoluted point here, but um, it's the market inefficiency has been defense, right? These teams and, and Spolster, of course, in Miami have been awesome at this throughout the years and teams that LeBron's on are almost always fantastic defensively. And, and as I go through here, you'll see there's been some Cleveland LeBron teams, especially that were exceptions to the rule when it came to where, you know, both sides of the ball ranked in the regular season because of LeBron. Um, but it's pretty interesting because the pattern changes the further you go back. Cause for a while it was the team that could play the smallest and play the fastest and get up the most threes. And then more recently it's been kind of a blend, like which teams can also get a stop when it matters, which teams can have some interior defense and which teams like the 2023, 24 Timberwolves are forcing opponents to take the worst possible shots on the floor, which teams are saying, Hey, here you go. You can have, you know, 16 to 21 footers all you want. We're not going to let you get high volume of corner threes. We're going to protect the paint. Miami with Bam Adebayo, right? Boston with the way Boston's played the last several years. Golden State, um, again, surprisingly, more of a defensive-minded team, obviously, with Draymond than an offensive-minded team a couple of years ago. Dallas, I think, was a bit of an outlier two seasons ago because they... I don't know. They haven't been anywhere near that good defensively the last two years. And it was weird in, in the moment that they were that good defensively. So anyway, I want to get a bit more into some of these numbers and give some more context in terms of how good the Wolves defense has been next uh, next to the next best defense, if that makes sense, over the last several years. So a couple more points to make here. Uh, we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends at FanDuel, our title sponsors of today's show with FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Hopefully you had fun over All-Star Weekend. I know I did with the props. I went through it actually on Monday, um, and I, I nailed the, the um, Rising Star on Friday night. I nailed the skills competition on Saturday and I was very close in the three-point competition. Two of the four that I picked ended up in that that first-round tiebreaker. Of course, I picked Halberton and Towns. They both got knocked out. But I felt good about you know where what I was onto there when it came to those odds. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire 
LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Add yours to that list today. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, um, so continuing on down the interesting numbers when it comes to the best defenses and also the best teams overall over the last uh, decade. So I'll reiterate my last point. Seven times in the last 10 years have we seen the top 10 defense in the conference finals. Or, sorry, seven times has a top 10 defense that doesn't have a top 10 offense reached the conference finals four times in the last two years. Okay? Now, Add that to 22 times you've seen a team with the top 10 in both. So only 11 out of 40 times have we seen a team that wasn't top 10 in defense make it to the conference finals. So on average, just over one per year. So you can look at the flip side of this. That's a really positive sign uh, when it comes to how important defense is or or an indicator, a, a positive indicator for how good, how important having a good defense is. Now, the Timberwolves have the number one defense, as I like to say, the number one defense with a bullet. You know, they're two and a half points better, according to Cleaning the Glass, per 100 possessions better than the next best defense in the league, than the Boston Celtics, which is a huge gap. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Five times in the last 10 years, the number one defense in the regular season has reached the conference finals. Five times in the last 10 years. Okay? So, this isn't it doesn't mean the Wolves have a 50-50 shot at making the conference finals. It's not actually that good. But it is a fantastic indicator that 50% of the top defenses over the past decade have gone to the conference finals. Did not happen last year in 2022. The Boston Celtics made it to the conference finals. They had the top-ranked defense. Then you have to go back to 2018. The Boston Celtics had the number one defense. They reached the conference finals. They're interesting because they were only the 18th-ranked offense. In fact, they're the only team on this list that had the top-ranked defense and a middle-of-the-pack offense in the last 10 years was the 2018 Boston Celtics. And I did dig into them a little bit. There isn't a whole lot of similarities in terms of their defensive profile to to this year's Wolves, other than they were second to opponent effective field goal percentage. Um, I guess they were, they were kind of middle-of-the-pack in terms of forcing turnovers, turn, uh, free-throw rate, things like that. Um, they were kind of an interesting team. And, you know, they shot more threes offensively, but the offense still ranked just 18th. This was the uh, Jason Tatum... Rookie season. Uh, it was year two for... Uh, so Kyrie was in Boston. Year two for Jalen Brown. Rookie season for Jason Tatum. Gordon Hayward, this is the year when he uh, broke his leg in the first game after he was the big offseason acquisition for the Celtics. Daniel Tice's rookie year. Um, uh, Terry Regier was in year three. Uh, this was a... There are some similarities with that team's profile. They won, and they won 55 games the regular season, which is kind of right around where the Wolves are pacing toward. They finished sixth in net rating that season. So 2018 Boston Celtics are interesting. We'll keep an eye on on that here moving forward. Uh, The 2017 Golden State Warriors, which was 
uh, a juggernaut of a team that finished with uh, the top-ranked offense and top-ranked defense. The 2015 Golden State Warriors, which had the number one defense and the number two offense, and then going all the way back to 2014, those uh, Roy Hibbert, the Frank Vogel, Indiana Pacers, Lance Stevenson, number one in defense and 22nd in offense. One of only two teams on this list that finished in the top 10 in offense and the bottom 10 in defense. The other being last year's Miami Heat, who was 7th in defense, 25th in offense. The 2014 Pacers, number one in defense, number 22 in offense. So that's pretty interesting when you break it down that way. Five times in the last 10 years has the top-ranked defense gone to the conference finals. And I'm not just simply ranking who wins the finals because there's so many other factors. You'd have to really get into like who's injured, um, those actual matchups, because that stuff matters too. So again, on a macro level, how important is having one of the league's best defenses? And this tells us it's obviously very important. The other thing uh, that's interesting is the Wolves have had the league's best defensive effective field goal percentage all season. We've talked about it plenty and it's, you know, early in the season, it was the, the whole narrative, even in like December, the conversation was, oh, well, there's some flukiness involved. You know, opponents aren't going to shoot that poorly from three all season. And my my quick, I'll give 30 seconds on it. You know, I've, I've obviously given the much bigger explanation several times before. Sure, there's always a little bit of good fortune when it comes to opponents missing shots. It's like, but it's not exactly the same as opponents missing free throws, right? It's not opponent free throw percentage. You could still direct opponents you can funnel them into taking the shots that you want them to take. And that's part of this revolution defensively is instead of just like putting pressure on the ball and, you know, like there's a reason why icing pick and rolls isn't as popular as it was several years ago. It can lead to giving up corner threes. Obviously, corner threes are a really efficient shot. Now, like similar to how the Wolves played a blitzy defense a couple years ago, I don't get two in the weeds on this, but um, they could turn teams over a bunch, which is if you dig through some of these great defenses, a lot of them were similar to the 2021, or excuse me, 2022 Wolves in the sense that they were doing it through forcing opponent turnovers, decent rebounding, trying to avoid fouling. Uh, the 22 Wolves fouled a bunch, but that type of a defense, it's not always the type the Wolves are playing now, which is just funneling shots because you could beat high pressure defenses, teams that are blissing pick and rolls, teams that are icing pick and rolls with good skip passes, Solid ball movement on offense, a good game plan from a strong offensive coach, a well-coached team can beat those defenses. They can beat up on poor offenses and poorly coached teams and young teams in the regular season. But come playoff time, when things slow down, like that half-court defense may not hold up in the same way. You talk about foul trouble, you talk about um, you know just getting worn down that time of year. It's a tough defense to play all season. And I mean, Tom Thibodeau's changed his defensive coverage over the years too. So Things have obviously changed, but there's a pattern of teams that have the best defense also having the best or second or third best effective opponent effective field goal percentage. Now, that makes sense with you know, chicken or the egg, right? Like, of course, the best defense is going to probably do a pretty good job at not allowing opponents to shoot the ball well, but that's by design, right? It's not completely fluky. This year's Timberwolves, I'm not going to go super deep into the shot profile, but they give up a ton of mid-range jumpers by design. They don't allow very many corner threes. They do allow some above-the-break threes because that's a better shot to allow than a corner three. And obviously, the paint defense is awesome, both paint deterrence and opponent field goal percentage in the paint because of primarily Rudy Gobert, but also the size behind him when he's playing up in pick and roll or in front of him when he's playing drop, You know whether it's uh, the length of 
Carl Thitty Towns, Nas Reed, Jade McDaniels, Kyle Anderson. Like they've just got so many long players that help support this this defense, this defensive style that they're allowed that they're able to play. And there's a pattern of these teams that are really great at defense, also having great effective field goal percentages. And I, I again, chicken or the egg, it seems obvious, right? But it's important to point out because that's been the theme all season for the Wolves. That's been the one thing. Even when they struggled rebounding the ball early in the year, even when they've struggled uh, with free throw right here more recently, they've given up a lot more free throw attempts. They've fouled a lot more. Um, What's been consistent is when opponents do get shots off, it's under duress, and it's usually the shot that the Wolves want them to take or would prefer that they take you know, over other shots. So all of that's by design, and throughout the last decade, we've seen that be a recurring theme for some of the league's top defenses. All right, I want to make a couple more points here and, again, get into kind of the gap between the Wolves and the second-best defense compared to some of the other recent gaps um, or, or, I guess, gaps in recent seasons over the last 10 years. So we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's put a bow on this one by, uh, I want to make a couple more points here about the gap with the Wolves defense. So sitting here right now, Coming out of the All-Star break, two-thirds of the schedule in the book. I know we're at the All-Star break, but the Wolves are 67% of the way through the regular season schedule, a third of the schedule left. Minnesota has a two-and-a-half point per 100 possession lead on the second-best defense, according to Cleveland Glass. I said earlier it was Boston. It's actually Cleveland. Boston's third in defense currently. Cleveland's been phenomenal since the first of the year on both sides of the floor. Um, so the Wolves have a points per 100 possessions of 108.5. The next best is Cleveland at 111.0. Boston's after that at 111.8. And by the way, then another drop-off. So another way to look at this, and, and actually I probably could have done I could have done this math through the years. It would have been pretty interesting, the difference between the number one and four defenses, which is arbitrary, but insane. The fourth-ranked defense is 4.4 points per 100 possessions behind the Wolves. That's the Thunder. Now, if you, it's not apples to apples when you compare the actual number, which is why I'm comparing ranking, because obviously every year changes, but you go back, and there were a couple of these teams going back nine, 10 years, some Spurs teams that were under 100 points per 100 possessions, which is, that's not happening ever any, like, that's just not ever going to happen with the proficiency of three-point shooting, um, you know, anecdotally, well, it's not completely anecdotally, but look at the three-point contest, right? Every single player, the three-point contest last Saturday scored 20 or more points in the first round. I don't know that that's ever happened before. It was it was crazy. All that to say, the point here is the Wolves' defense has been phenomenal all season. Only one time in the last 10 years has there been a team that finished with a, a, a gap that was bigger between the number one and number two ranked defenses than where the Wolves sit right now. Now, the season's not over, and, and I, I get that, and it, it could shrink. But only one time has there been a team that finished with a greater gap, and that was the 2016 San Antonio Spurs, 2015-16 Spurs, who were 67-15 and in the regular season, 
They were first in defense, fourth in offense, and number one in net rating, as you might expect. They were phenomenal. They swept the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. And I believe this was actually like the year after, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to look real quick. Eh, I guess it wasn't the year after that. I was going to say, I thought it was the year after they lost to the Grizzlies in the first round. Um, Anyway, it was around that time. But 2015-16, they swept the Grizzlies in the first round as the number two seed. And then in the second round, they lost to the OKC Thunder. As a 67-win team, they lost in the second round in six games after sweeping the first round. So this is a bit of a cautionary tale. Now, the Wolves aren't going to win 67 games this year, and they're not the number four offense. So they're not going to be quite as dominant overall as a team, most likely, unless they just go nuts over the last few weeks, um, heading into the playoffs. But as a number two seed sweeping the seven seed Grizzlies and then losing in six in the second round, that's a cautionary tale for Minnesota. But this team was the number one defense. They were 3.1 points per game better. Excuse me, not points per game. 3.1 points per 100 possessions better than the next best defense that season. And again, fourth in net rating and uh, fourth in offense. And actually, according, yeah, fourth in offense. And actually, according, sorry, first in net rating, fourth in offense. They were 3.3 3. 3 points better. No, they were 4.3 points better. I wrote that down wrong. Than the next best team, and that was the Atlanta Hawks. Okay? Um, it, which is also surprising in 2015-16. So that's first team did not, that wasn't on my list earlier. They did not make the conference finals. They lost in the second round. But they were 3.1 points better than the next best defense. Okay? Their effective field goal percentage was only 0.2 points better than the next best. Um, and, and I want to talk more about that in a second. The only other team that's in the same neighborhood, and by that I mean over you know, greater than two points better than the second best defense was the 2019-20 Milwaukee Bucks, another team that did not make the conference finals. Now, that was the bubble season. Caveats apply. You know, the team that was in the bubble wasn't necessarily the same team playing in the same way. And I'm not an expert on the 2020 Bucks, so I couldn't tell you what the exact like trajectory of their season was. But they were the league's uh, best defense in 2019-20, and they did not make the conference finals. And they were 2.2 points better than the next best defense, which was the Toronto Raptors, who also, by the way, did not make the conference finals. It was the year after the Raptors won the the championship. So Milwaukee had the number one defense, the number six offense, the number one net rating. And that year's Milwaukee team finished. They were the number one seed in the East, beat the Magic in five in the first round in the bubble, but lost in five to the Miami Heat that year. Okay, so the only two times there's been a team that has had a net rating advantage over the, or excuse me, a defensive rating advantage over the second best team, nearly as wide or wider than the Wolves' current 2.5-point advantage. Both of those teams lost in the second round of the playoffs. One was a two-seed, one was a one-seed, okay? Doesn't mean that's going to happen. I'm just putting that out there as, historically, what has happened in the last 10 years in terms of some of these really good defenses. Now, 2016 was a very different year. 2020 was a weird year, uh, but I think it's important to point that out. The other teams that were number one defenses had very narrow margins. So I listed these earlier. The 22 Celtics, they were only 0.7 points better than the next best net rating team. The 2018 Celtics, 0.4 points per 100 possessions better. Uh, Number six in net rating. The 2015 Warriors were number one in net rating because they were first in defense and second in offense. They were only 1.4 points better than the next best team. The 2017 Warriors, who finished first in both offense and defense, they were actually tied to San Antonio for first in defense, and both of those teams were 1.8 points better. 
So near, nearing that two-point threshold, go all the way back to 2014, that Pacers team that was 22nd in offense and number one in defense, they were only 0.9 points better per 100 possessions than the second-best team. So, again, only one time in the last 10 years has been a team that's been, there's been that wide of a gap between the first and second-best defensive teams. The 16 Spurs, they lost the second round. The only other times in the neighborhood of two points, the Wolves are at 2.5 right now, was the 2020 Bucks that lost the second round of the bubble playoffs, and then the 1.8... Uh, margin for that Warriors team in 2017, which I don't want to say that's necessarily an outlier, but uh, I mean, those Warriors teams were, they were something. So what's the takeaway here? Defense wins, right? Half of the time, the number one defense has gone to the conference finals over the last 10 years. That's the number one takeaway. The second takeaway is you could still win with a great defense and a so-so offense. But if you can have a top 10 in both, more than half the time over the last 10 years, conference finalists have been a team that's been in the top 10 in offense and defense. But if you're that dominant in one area, you're very likely to drag your, your lesser unit to the conference finals. And I will, I will again reiterate, the Wolves' offense has been improving. We'll see if that continues. But it's been headed in the right direction, and I, I tend to think that's going to continue. Um, based on what the last few weeks have looked like on the floor for Minnesota, just going beyond the numbers. The eye test from the last few weeks shows decision-making's improved from Ant. Having Monte Morris is going to help uh, in a couple different ways. Uh, just overall, it's encouraging that the Wolves are trending in this direction. All right, this is a list we'll revisit. Of course, every time there's a couple days in between games, we'll kind of go back and look at, hey, uh, where does the Wolves' defense rank now? What does that net rating look like now compared to the next second, third, fourth best teams in the league? Um or excuse me, defensive rating, and then also the net rating, which, by the way, is still up to second in the NBA, the Wolves' net rating is right now. Okay, that's all we have for you today. Thursday's show, we'll do a bit more big-picture stuff. We still have another day in between here before Friday. We'll preview that Bucks game Friday night. Friday, by the way, the ESPN's doing a whole deal. They're, they're like, embedded with the Wolves all day. I'll talk about that a little bit on Friday, but there's going to be tons of ESPN Wolves-related content, for better or for worse, on Friday. So uh, we'll talk more about that then. Otherwise, that's all we have for you today here on the show. A big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on X at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, CK. Ian. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.